0: The Providence College Friars. Will the
1: party ever end
0: tonight, downtown Providence? The Big East and the rest of the college hoops world. (laughs) You know that the party will not end. This is the Providence Friar Podcast with your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike is right? is right? and the Welcome everybody to another episode of the Providence Crier podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sorett, the Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter. That's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovidencecrier.com. Join with me as always. We have BFC in the house. Follow him on Twitter, at BOC all day. Today is Saturday, December 23rd. It's Christmas Eve, Eve, BOC. I'm saying that because we're recording late on Saturday after a mega win for Province, and we'll certainly get to that. But you know what? We owe our folks an episode from, from post-Marquette game, so uh, we're going to get this out as soon as possible. But Friars go 2-0, BOC what a week it was
1: it was an incredible week this is I think if you if you're if you're looking at this after the Butler game you would say okay we'd be content not knowing the result of the Marquette game you'd be content one and one but to, to throttle Marquette throttle them it was a 15 point win it probably should have been 25 with missed free throws and just sloppy play at the end but to beat Marquette as soundly as we did, and then come back and it looks like we were about to lose against Butler, and then have Gaines hit a monster three, one of many he hit today, um, to win despite not deserving to win, in my opinion. You're now two and zero. You're atop the Big East. Our next game isn't until January third. So what? So like, you it it's you want to see them play more because it's really fun to watch them play. But it's really nice to take a break, be atop the Big East, have a top 25 ranking, and just know that we still have so much to improve on, despite all the good that we've done thus far. So it's a really nice spot to be if you're a Fryer fan.
0: Yeah, for sure. And listen, um, we will, we will certainly hit the Marquette game. But but BOC actually gave a good suggestion. Let's let's start with Butler. Let's start what happened today. I feel like I, I
1: didn't hold on. I didn't like that you said actually gave a good suggestion. Like oh, you oh, and I say that. <laughs> Oops.
0: I, I said that. Whoops. Uh, no, no, no. Of course. BOC always has great suggestions. Uh, anyways, um, so Providence gets the victory over Butler today. 85-75. BOC, you say a game they didn't deserve to win. I don't know if I go that far. But it was certainly a game where they looked dead. Uh down sixty five or er, no? Excuse me. Was it sixty nine, sixty six?
1: They were they were down. Um, they were down three. Yeah, sixty nine, yeah. sixty
0: six. Yeah. Yep. W- with uh, with about five seconds to go, it looked pretty bleak. Um, but man, a Gaines with a massive shot. Hats off to him. He was, he was, he was up and down this game. If really think about it, five of twelve from three. I thought like. He missed a little bit early, then got super hot, and then missed late. And you're like, oh, no. But then he comes up with the biggest three of the game, sends the overtime, and Providence gets the 85-75 victory in OT. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. Like, they came out gangbusters, right? Up 12-0. Um, you feel like, oh, they got this in the bag. But then the shots stopped falling. Um And Butler gets in the groove offensively. And, you know, as great of a win this was for Providence, I do think a lot of people came away pretty impressed with Butler. Uh, Were you, B.O.C.?
1: I thought thought they hit a lot of really tough shots that I don't know if they normally hit. Um, I think they will be a – they'll probably finish seventh in the Big East, if I had to guess. I think, like, sixth or seventh, which would be – Exceeding expectations given where everybody thought they would be. I think they're a solid middle of the Road Biggies team. So it's not like we should win this one at home. Especially at home. We should win this one. But yes, I think I think they are better than I thought they were. I also thought they were drastically worse than they should have been last year. So it's
0: well, I guess it's in a wash, right? But yeah, I mean, listen, um their guards I thought were really good. Uh Pierre Brooks. Had 20 points. Um, DJ Davis, 22 points. Posh didn't have a great game, I wouldn't say, but 6'10 and two assists. He filled it up a little bit. He also, he
1: also got away with about three or four flops that they should have called on him. That's that's always been his game, though.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, um, Telford, I, I thought the Friars held him, uh, held him in check, man. And, hey, we wrote about it in the preview gotta read those
1: previews right Well, that's uh again we're gonna talk about hopkins's offensive game um he did a great job on telford because telford's a big body man like he's a big bodied wing there's not gonna be many people who can match him that well i mean exemplified by the stats he's putting up i thought hopkins did a good job really good job on him hopkins defense has improved dramatically um carter did a good job on him and he's still you know He's what four of 16, eight points. He's still, I think he made one or two tough buckets. Um, kid's a good player, but I thought that this stat line of his was a testament to our wing defense. And I, I'll put Hopkins in the wing there, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, like they, they had it was interesting because, like, I thought Pierre Brooks and in, in Hopkins would be matched up a lot, it, and they were, they, they had certainly had their matchups. And man, I, I like that Pierre Brooks too. I mean, He's kind of like Butler's version of Bryce Hopkins from last year, right? Like, guy comes from Michigan State, averages like four points a game, comes to Butler, and all of a sudden is a star. Um, But I I was really impressed with his game. But, yeah, I mean, I I thought Hopkins kind of mixed it up with those two and uh, had some big stops. And, you know, you brought it up, so we might as well talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopkins, 5 of 14 from the floor, 0 of 5 from 3. But did finish with 12 points, 13 rebounds. I mean, listen, me personally, I think it's all mental at this point.
1: I agree. I agree with you.
0: Um, you know, he he's a guy where like he misses the first one, and you can just tell he's like thinking
1: about it's, the it, next shot. You get you get it's almost like you literally see the air coming out of a balloon.
0: Yeah, and like, like listen, like um, there was parts of that game where like so he missed his first five threes and then late in that game, like he had a couple looks where he could have let it fire and he just, just didn't. And I know BOC, you don't want him shooting threes.
1: No, I'm I'm saying he didn't even think, he didn't even right. think to shoot it. Okay. I don't even yeah. think he looked, I don't even think he looked at the rim.
0: Yeah. Well, like you could tell he was like a little, like I should shoot, but I, I, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> so this is where, this is where in our group chat, like this is what I'm talking about where he doesn't know what he wants to be on offense and it's killing the offensive flow for the game because he's not pulling the three and then he's driving, but because defenders are stacking off of him, he's just driving right into a defender. It clogs the paint. It clogs driving and passing lanes for everybody on offense today. Like you saw the blueprint for maybe how to defend Providence moving forward. And, and hopefully Hopkins makes people pay because I do think he'll, it'll, um, it'll balance out and he'll find his groove. I do think that honestly, but right now he's struggling. So all you need to do is just sag off him, give him five or six feet and say, shoot it. Like, I dare you to beat me from deep. And what happened today is because he couldn't do it, there was no offensive flow. There were no ability to, there was no ability to drive to the lane. Everything was clogged up. And that's why the, that's why the game was so close in the second half It's because we couldn't get into a rhythm on offense. And he's a big reason for it because it's, pl- it's four on five on defense, especially in the second half at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, like, they were definitely sagging off him. Um, I will say only one turnover in this game, so, so I think that was a positive from him on offense. Um, you know, he didn't – outside of taking the threes, I mean, I don't think he forced it too, too much. But, like, yeah, I mean, listen, you can tell a guy's confidence is shot right now when he goes two of seven from the floor – or excuse me, from the free throw line. And we're talking about a guy that shot 76% and made a living at the line last year. So like, I I think that is pretty much proof that like it's a confidence thing with him. And like, man, I mean, I don't know, call me a sissy, call me whatever you want. But uh, I just think like, we need to like, we need to build him up, man. He's struggling. Like, but that's okay. Like at the same time though, like he was big on defense and on top of that, if 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 we got a guy that scores twelve points and grabs thirteen rebounds, and we thought he had a horrendous game, that's a pretty good guy. <laughs> like that's all. The, I'm th- the
1: thirteen rebounds is good, but when you're shooting as much as he should, he should be putting in more than twelve. Um, to your point, though, like you want to build him up, yes, and this goes back to the point I put in the recap: his lack of production and his um, confidence waning is is a lot on the coaching staff, in my opinion. Um, You need to see that the guy just doesn't want to shoot in the perimeter and stop putting him on the freaking perimeter. Like, I I get we want to shoot a lot of of threes. I get we want to, you know, pace and space. This wasn't the game for it. Hopkins, first couple buckets. How did he get his first couple buckets? In the paint. In the paint. What happens after? They put him out in the perimeter. Who gives a shit about what his NBA prospects are? put him in the low post with Odora, let him operate there. I understand there's a way we want to play our offense and I'm going to be critical here because we can be critical. It was coaching malpractice to keep Hopkins in the perimeter of the entire game that that should have been adjusted at the start of the second half. And if you can't find a way to do that, he needed to see the bench for a little bit because it was tough because Baron, I think had some like allergic reaction or something like that. So he wasn't eligible and, Floyd's not doing that well from deep either. So I get there's limited options. Um, but you can't put Hopkins out on the perimeter right now until you start to see if a couple pour in. And with the game that was so close, they needed to switch something up, get him touches in the low post, get him from the foul line in. And they didn't do that. And I thought that was um, a really bad miss on the part of the staff personally.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. So he goes um, 0-5 from three. So five of nine from the floor. Like, and those were mainly within, um, within the paint. And I think maybe one of those might have been a mid-range miss, so you're thinking like five of eight from the paint. I, listen, I, I think it's it's fair, um, especially with when you look at what Josh O'Doro was able to do against uh, Screen and, and Jalen Thomas and, and those guys. O'Doro uh, had a great game, 19 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, career high for him.
1: He, um, I'm, I'm telling we wrote about in the recap, he- i'm I'm good with putting him up against any big in the big East. I think it's time to stop time to stop being like, oh, he's like really outperforming for an a10 transfer. I think he has shown so far the season again again, Iguodaro is a really good big. I would say one of the better bigs in the entire Big East. You can maybe make an argument he's like a top 20 big in the nation. Uh, i I wouldn't uh, fault you for saying that. All odoro has done this year is produce. The only thing that holds him back is foul trouble.
0: yeah, and especially when you know, you don't have much leeway to like mm. give him minutes off, you know?
1: No. Uh, but like so the, totally. the, the footwork he had today, the patience he had, the up and unders, the counters. I don't care if there's a seven floor regarding him. He's going to be able to expose those people because he's so patient. He does his homework. Like I am. Odura doesn't get the respect he deserves because he doesn't do anything flashy. It's just, he just, it's like a workman's blue collar approach and ho-hum. He has 15 and 11. You're like, what the hell just happened? And he's going to continue to do that stuff. So we are so lucky to have Odoro. But to I got on a tangent there. The point you're making is Hopkins could have replicated something similar. Because Hopkins yeah. is the better Hopkins is the better athlete than Odoro. He probably doesn't have the post moves or footwork, probably has more physicality, honestly. Um, so I thought as much as Hopkins has struggled, I also thought the coaching staff did it as a service to him personally.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, Let's talk about another guy. You know, you want to talk about O'Duro being a top 20 player, 20 center in college basketball. Let's talk about a guy like at this point. I mean, Kevin Carr is unreal. Like, he is unreal. And like, not only is the best two-way player in the big East, I- I'm willing to say he might be the best two-way player uh in college basketball because this was insane, BOC. Like he starts off slow, he gets whacked in the ear. That was a weird play. I'm surprised I didn't really uh, take a look into that one. But here's a guy that pro- I think he had zero points with about three or four minutes left in the first half. Yeah, and he was dynamite. Like he he got I think I think he had four quick ones at at the end of the first half, and then just exploded uh, when he needed them. In a big three that, that tied the game. Uh, it was kind of a weird play, like off his back foot. I was like, Oh no, and it went in. Um, and then in overtime, I mean, obviously, Ticket it, hits the big shot to send to overtime, but in overtime, Carter was just unstoppable. He also had that, that tip slam late in the game, too. That was a, a huge bucket. So, like, I this guy's incredible. Like, that's all I gotta say.
1: I think, I think he's an all American candidate, honestly, dude, I, I don't care. I'll I'll pat myself on the back. I've been saying, I've been saying he's a first team all big Easter for a while. I've been saying since the middle of last year, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Everybody's starting to come around to it. He should be a first round NBA pick. He, if not one of those, like one of those really valuable high second round picks, because he's a six, four guard. And those are a dime a dozen, I guess. Um, he does everything really well. And I think he's the heart and soul of this Friar team. Um, I don't know where they would be without him. We are so lucky yeah. to have Devin Carter. He is it's weird to say he might he coming into the season, he, he might be now, he might be the most likely to be drafted on this team this year. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> who would, yeah,
1: who would have awesome. thought that? Yeah.
0: Man, like yeah, he's just incredible. And I mean, look at the Mark
1: put, put the team, too, He and, put the team on the, his back and he's done that all year. Think about, yeah. even in the Oklahoma loss, we started, what, down 11-0? And, and he went – or they, we started down 12-0, and he went on 11-0 run himself. Like, yeah. he continues to put this team on his back. Um, Hopkins is going to find his way. We know that. But Devin Carter is – Devin Carter is a leader, the alpha of this team. And he – you know, the mantle, it's, it's it's his team now. And I think we need to embrace that.
0: Well, I, I may – argue with you for one point because uh, in Kim Williams eyes uh eyes the open man is, is is the man carrying the team uh, the open man is the best player hey man look I mean it's hard to argue when you got guys like I mean obviously Carter's been unbelievable I'm not trying to take anything away at all but like when you got ticket pouring in threes like you know you got Pierre having big buckets here and there like and, like, it's – it's. I think this is a, a full-on team. Yes. And that's why they're so good. They, I mean, they play really good team defense, BSC. We know that. And then, like, you know, Odoro, Carter, and Hopkins are your stars, but they play with within, like, a team-oriented game. And, dude, this team is tough to beat. I'm telling you, especially at the amp, obviously, um, you know, 41st win in the last three years, most in the NCA. Uh, pretty awesome there. So I, I mean, guess last thing I'd say about the Butler game is dude, if the fact that we lost the Oklahoma game going down 12-0 and taking a lead with 14 minutes left in the second half and losing by 21, man, if we got up 12-0 and Butler and lost that game, I would have been devastated. But thank God for ticket gains. Uh I, again I still can't believe, can't believe that they didn't foul uh Jane Pierre driving just, the hoop.
1: You said you see what Mata said?
0: Yeah, that was weird. I, I already tweeted about it. Like, yeah. like that was the plan, but we just didn't get there. Like, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah. It, it, basically, it, it, it was
0: literally driving to yeah. the hoop. You can foul him right there.
1: Yeah, I I think that's uh coach speak for, uh, you know, I screwed up and Yeah, like I did. really
0: fucked up and I didn't tell him at all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so really quick on Gains, he went 5 of 12 from 3 this game and against Marquette he went 5 of 10. So he's 10 of 22. That cool. The and the good thing with Gains is I think of the of his Okay, so he shot the ball 13 times this game. So he only had one shot that wasn't a three-pointer. And it's then, actually
0: a nice, nice little uh, layup there.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 That was a good. Yeah. And then same thing. He had 10 three pointers against three point attempts against Marquette, 11 total shots. So he knows his role, which is so important mm-hmm. in college basketball. He knows what he needs to be.
0: Also, I mean, dude, like, given the other guys, he just gets open. He just gets looks and, like, Listen, uh, dude, uh, that's,
1: um, why, that's why it's all going to come together for Hopkins. Like, he's got to just get his head in the right place because there they're, they are going to be very good looks for him, and he'll eventually make teams pay. It's just not happening right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's kind of pivot to the Marquette game because, yeah. I mean, the Friars, like I said earlier, absolutely defense. You're talking about a team coming in that was averaging 80 points a game. They hold him to 57. Uh, like you said earlier, this it wasn't really a game. It, it was pretty much – you know, it was close in the first half, and then the Friars made a little run at the end of the first half to go up a dozen, I think, uh, or maybe 11. And then second half, like, Marquette kind of hung around, but, like, for the most part, Province thoroughly dominated this game. Well, uh, the,
1: the impressive thing was every single time Marquette – made a through a haymaker made a, a counter punch providence through a counter punch of their own and that's really impressive against a team that's a really good team like they have beaten kansas they beat illinois i believe also they beat texas like they've beaten the top of the top the cream of the crop and providence it wasn't fluky it wasn't like providence was lights out from the floor and marquette was ice cold like Marquette didn't – or Providence didn't play that great of a game offensively against Marquette. They were just the better team. The defense was incredible. Um, They just – they looked like the more physical – honestly, the superior team. Um, The Garway dish. Oh, yeah, that Garway dish was incredible. What do you have, seven assists?
0: Yep, yep. So, so going into today, I mean, Garway didn't totally light it up today, but he did have a nice hand one off a crazy (laughs) lob from Carter, I thought. No chance he's getting, and he gets it finished for round one. But, uh, no, uh, the prior two games, Garway with zero points, 14 assists and two turnovers. And, I mean, like, at this point for me, like, I know I've I've been calling for his big game to happen, but, dude, if he can just do anything against Marquette, whatever. Don't score. I mean, because he was dynamite defensively and setting teammates up, man.
1: Yeah. and. Again, just shows how how like well rounded this team is. The guy's a top forty, top fifty, depending on where you're looking at recruit, and they're not leaning on him to do a heck of a lot. Like they, they they count on him, and he gets good minutes. He played seventeen in this one, but they're not asking him to shoulder the load too much, scoring or offensively. They're just letting him play his role. and I think it's a testament to how well rounded this team is. Um, one quick other note, going back to the baller game, real quick is we've what's been the biggest issue with this team all year turnovers, right? Um yeah, they didn't have many, did they? 17 assists today to seven turnovers. And nice Pierre tied with Odoro for number of assists, uh, leading assists on the team with six assists to only yep. two turnovers, three to one assist to turnover ratio. Um Duall only two uh Dual only had one one assist. Yeah. So um anyway, but hit the Marquette game, he had a seven assists, I think to zero turnovers or one turnover. So the guards are just as much as we need to be patient with Hopkins. We need to be patient with the guards um, because they're still rounding into form. Pierre's bouncing back from a little bit of an injury still. Dual's a freshman. Let's, let's let them warm up a little bit in Big East play and hopefully they're, um, you know, night and day from what they are now, because I think Pierre and Dual have the ability to be really good guards in the Big East.
0: Yeah. It, I just, uh, going back to Marquette, Marquette, uh... Yeah, you know, they really shut down Oso. They, they literally eliminated Oso in this game.
1: Going back, and, going back to Adora.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was kind of like, I was surprised Marquette didn't run as much pick and roll as I thought they would. They certainly had some possessions where they did, and they had a few possessions where they scored. But, like, they didn't run it nearly as much as I thought. And when they did, for the most part, we kind of held up. And... You know, I, I thought I also played terrible, and he he certainly rebounded against Georgetown, but um, but I thought that was awesome. And then I got to talk about the elephant in the room, BOC. What
1: what's what's that? The fact that we made Tyler Colic a scorer again, and he can't beat Providence in his home state.
0: Yeah, um, certainly he can't beat Providence in, in the home state. He is now zero and three. And listen, I I thought he played well enough. In that game, um, we didn't completely shut him down as a facilitator. He did have five assists, but he had over 21 points. And once again, that's that's not how you're gonna get a win, Tyler. Coler- didn't he
1: then uh, he lead his team in shot attempts?
0: Uh, he did, he had 15. Yep,
1: so there you go. That's granted,
0: Cam Jones had 14 shots, only five makes. He was good early, uh, he wasn't great late. Um, But here's my issue with Kolek here. Um, I've been meaning to say this, BLC. And again, uh, apologies to the fans out there. um, We're going to record after the Marquette game on Wednesday. I actually had a day off, but I, you know, I was just too amped up for the win. Uh, I rewatched it when I got home, like super late night. And uh, yeah, I missed the opportunity to, to record, so so I apologize. But this is what I wanted to say. Had we had the episode post Marquette, um,
1: it's it's probably a good thing that we had some time because you would have come out guns blazing.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe, but I I still feel like I might hear BLC. Okay, uh, Tyler Kolick, fantastic player, very good player, great player, great player. Um, I know his. Demeanor on the court, like it's one of those guys where you you know you hate him when you're going against him. You probably love him if you have him. Um, He talks that noise and he he talks it to anyone. Like they played St. Thomas before that they played us, and and I was watching some of that game and he had a hoop and he's like smack talking this this poor St. Thomas guard. (laughs) Um, But dude, like you're owing two here. And you score eight points. He probably had, what, like eight of 12 of Marquette's first 12 or something like that? Something like that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Every shot he's talking shit, BOC. And then that, that fourth one that hits to get his eight point, he starts, like, like throwing fists at, towards the bench, talking all sorts of smack. It's like, buddy, maybe when you've gone 0-2 against us so far in this building – Maybe like wait and let it build up all game, and then you hit the big shot, and then let us have it like like Michael Jordan like f u f u f u against the Cleveland Cavaliers like let us have it. Go ahead. I thought his trash talking was was foolish behavior, in my opinion.
1: I think I think he made the game about himself more so than the uh, than Marquette versus Providence. I know.
0: So you kind of agree with me, I see.
1: No, I I do, and I love Cole. I. he would be one of the favorite Friars of all time if he was wearing uh, black and white. But um, I think he he made it too personal of a game. Um, I think the fact that he hasn't won at home probably carried into that. I also think he poked the bear a little bit. Like, you have to like, – like, maybe just stay quiet and not, saying, p- man. Not, not piss off Devin Carter. Yeah.
0: Speaking <laughs> of, Carter got pissed off. In that game, he got bloody lip. Then played pissed off and dominated. Today he gets smacked in the ear, gets pissed off and dominates. Don't piss Devin Carter off, people. But, but go ahead. It, so
1: no that. no, I mean, it, it's um, he's a good player and he can talk his talk, right? Like I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's one of the top ten, you know, top ten players in the country. Um, but. He let his emotions get the best of him. Um, and, and it showed like he, uh, he had a, a few uncharacteristic plays, a few turnovers. And um, I think Carter got the best of him. Uh, who knows what happens when we go to Wisconsin, when we play them. Um, but right now we are the Kings of Wisconsin. We own that state. I
0: know. Oh, Like I, I'm looking to sweep the, the whole state of Wisconsin with that yeah. game against Marquette, but to your point, BOC, I feel like we might get smoked.
1: Tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. That That's that's one I was thinking about the next day. I'm like, I'm glad we got that W because I could see a 15-point <laughs> loss coming our way.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I could too. Stupid fuzzer Forum. Um,
1: but, I, I mean, so what? We're 11-2 right now. Um, we are 2-0 in the Big East. And we have – I. it's changed since I last saw the stat, but I think we were two of three – we were one of three teams that had two wins against net top 20 teams. And I think that was, oh, nice. that was the next day after the Marquette win, so maybe that has changed. So obviously – it's been a few days. Um, so I think we're absolutely going to be ranked in the top 25. I actually think we should – again, I'm biased, and I don't have a great read on this stuff, but I think we should be in the top 20. I think we should be somewhere like 15 to 20. Um, that probably won't happen. We'll probably be like 22, 23, but it's – as much as I want to watch the Friars every day, it's nice to have like a little bit of a break, especially around the holidays. And then we can see teams around us start to fall apart and we can just rise up the ranks without playing, which is kind of fun.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I do think a good portion of college basketball does get a little break here, but um, you know, uh, the, the Friars don't have, don't play again until Wednesday, January 3rd against Seton Hall. Um, yeah. I mean, it's great to be two and zero. You know, I agree with your take on the ranking. You know, you say 23, I might be feeling 22. Uh, so what? Oh, BOC just gave me an ugly look for that one. Uh, that's why I think we come in come Monday, but um, but yeah, epic week for the Friars start two and oh in conference play, uh, and also. Kind of big news, BOC, uh, outside of the on-the-court performance here. Uh, an anonymous donor it is not me. I I know I sent the gift of Larry David saying I'm not anonymous. Uh, I am actually not anonymous. But a $5 million gift to PC Hoops, PC Hockey, I believe the nursing school or something like that. I read the write-up, kind of forget, but... I don't know who that is, but thank you. I mean, that's big time, BLC.
1: Dude, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely massive and it just shows, um, there's a sense of unity. Um, you talk about when you graduate from Providence, I think, you know, there's obviously better academic schools, there's bigger state schools. Um, but there's a weird sense of camaraderie and unity for Providence alums. And it's, I think it's special. I think it's rare too. Um, and this is just a perfect example of that. It's it's a backing of, hey, you know, when Cooley left, I think there were some undercurrents around non-Providence people that like, oh, it was Cooley and then Providence and Cooley made Providence. And I think Providence as a community is pushing back on that in a big way, almost to, spiteful is a wrong word, but almost to show that Providence is bigger than Ed Cooley. And we're going to show you that in a massive way. And this is just a perfect example of that. And I think, you know, the best is yet to come for Providence basketball, the men's and the women's. Um, I think the athletic department is doing fantastic and Providence as a school is growing leaps and bounds. So this is a, this is a microcosm for where I think Providence, the university, Providence, the athletic department is, and it's just going to keep coming. And I thought I felt really good. I, I donated again to the NIL like a day before this came out and I was feeling really good about myself. And then and then the um
0: <laughs> five five, million spent.
1: The, the, the five million dollar the bag drops and I'm like okay there's there's levels to this kind of stuff and uh so kudos to that person.
0: Yeah, I mean the rumors on who it is is just is just crazy. I've I've heard all right, this is what I've heard BSE. I've heard rumors of uh Cooley, which I think no.
1: <laughs> There's no way. It'd be like, hilarious. <laughs> uh, but no. That's the first. That's the first time.
0: <laughs> that's the first you heard that you didn't see on Twitter. Um, my theory is Rich Gotham, uh, part part owner of the part of the ownership group of the Celtics. I'm just saying the Hopkins, Kim English, and and that went to the game earlier in the week, and then five million dollars comes. I don't know. That's my theory. Um. I've heard the Fairley brothers, uh, good movie directors. Uh, I've heard Untuck It Guy, maybe. Uh, I don't know. So, whoever it was, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you're totally right. Like, I think Cooley created a monster at Providence and then he just left it, which is going to be foolish. Like, this could, you know, I'm a big Larry Davis fan. Have you seen the film Clear History, BOC? No. It's okay if you have No. It's an HBO movie. Um starring Larry David that, that he wrote and directed and everything. Um he he's in marketing for this smart car. John Ham's the inventor, CEO. And he wants to name it the Howard. And Larry David's character who's in marketing hates the idea, thinks the Howard's the dumbest name. So he sells. He quits and sells his shares, and the Howard becomes like the Tesla of now, right? And like he's the biggest fool for, for leaving a ton of wealth on the table. That's what I feel like with that cool. Long analogy, but
1: so. no, it it uh yeah, it it, it kind of works. Yeah, I could see you connecting the dots there. Um <laughs> I, I I've I've said to anybody that will listen, and people probably think of me saying this. Georgetown of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s is not the Georgetown it is now. I think it's a very different place. You can, everybody can have their own theories on why it's a different place, but I think it's a very different institution. I don't think Georgetown basketball has the appeal that it once did. Um, And I don't know. He's got he's got a uh, he's got a great recruiting class coming in. We'll see. We'll see if they you know fulfill their duties and come in after a pretty hard season. I would imagine. He's got a long build. I think mean, he's got some good pieces in place. But when you watch Georgetown play, it's one of the things that we always talked about with Providence under Cooley was it was like a the, the sum of the parts was the sum of the parts was greater than the individual parts. It seems like it's just five individuals playing on the court who happen to wear the same jersey. And that's one of the downfalls of the transfer portal. Um they just seem like they're just playing a pickup game and they're just on a team together. I, he's got a long build going, man. And like I'm not Obviously, I'd love to see it, but like I'm just calling it like a, I'm just calling a spade a spade, and I, it's going to take a little bit for him, I think.
0: No, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, at this point, we, we don't need to be bashing Ghouli. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> what you said is right. And on top of that, somebody liked my tweet from months ago where I said, I think George goes 15 17. And I, I mean, if they go 15 17, it's actually. Pretty decent finish in the East.
1: If they, go I, I didn't
0: expect them to lose the Holy Cross. BLC, what, what do you want from me?
1: If they go, they're not going fifteen and seventeen, dude. Well,
0: probably not. They're probably going long.
1: dude. If they, dude, if they, if they get the, if they get the twelve wins, it's a success.
0: How many they have right now? Six.
1: They are seven and six right now.
0: Seven and six. Jeez. So, so you think they're going five and thirteen rest of way? That'd be pretty, I mean, you're not like. Yeah, actually, am I that far <laughs> off? <like?
1: laughs>
0: now that you say it out loud, uh, yeah, um, yeah. But no, you know, f- fucking whatever. Uh, we got a good thing going right now. Um, huge week for the Friars. Do you have anything else, BC?
1: Um, you're you made a your a film cameo, right?
0: Sort of. Um, not yet. So I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you saw it was it making its way around Twitter. Um, the biggest films, the divine providence. Uh, first of all, Electric Trailer. <laughs> I did do an interview for this thing. I think I'm gonna be in it. Um, but and I didn't know what to expect. I gotta be honest with you. I was like, I did the interview, I was like, ah, like, I don't think this thing will get made. And uh, it's getting made, and Dude, the trailer was epic.
1: My fa- my favorite, well, my favorite part was anything was that if you're like if you follow Providence basketball, like a total psychopath like you and I do, the favorite part was the Zillow part.
0: Yeah, I mean that was fantastic. But also I just love like the, the music, the transition, the like well done. <laughs> Man, I mean, I don't know. We'll see if I do good on this doc or not, but uh I'm kind of excited for it to come out now.
1: You should be, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see if Mike makes a cut there.
0: Yeah, January twenty second, I believe, is the release for that one. That, that's um, only
1: going to add fuel to the fire for that game.
0: Fuel like, to fire, dude. Like
1: Cooley probably saw that. and was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't release that on the twenty eighth.
0: <laughs> he's he's probably thinking to himself. I got to talk to my
1: lawyer. Should <laughs> <laughs> talk to his PR agent about putting his freaking home on the market right before. It's- <laughs>
0: Damn straight. Um, yeah, no. So, so, so to help you coming out of that should be good. Uh, again, a new news that we teased earlier. I'm not going to tell now. Day after Christmas, it's it's our Christmas gift, uh, <laughs> to you all. But um, we do have exciting news down the line, and we will probably share next episode right because we're we're probably taking Christmas off right see?
1: Yeah, we'll do it on the uh, next episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll announce that. Anything else? We had some big recruits. Do you want to hit some recruiting stuff? We know you uh, love it. Yeah.
1: Um so Fears was on campus Friday. Um unrelated to his visit. His his brother, who's a Michigan State player, got got shot. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully everything's all right there. But Fears everything's just, good. Just what talking, talking about, about just talking about the recruitment, because yeah, that stuff's horrendous. Um a, a stud point guard who's visiting. He was he, on campus this this uh this weekend on an official visit, um, and then the big the big one is literally the big one. Os- big Oswin, um, twenty twenty five big man who has been on campus many times. This was his official visit. There are rumors he might be making a decision in the next couple weeks, next month. You have to love where you stand if you're Providence. Um, there's clear playing time look at what Odoro did today. You have to love seeing that there's, if you're, if you're watching English's offense, we, fo- we, the, the center was the focal point for the offense in the half court at many a time. Um, there's rumors he might reclassify to 2024. So he'd be enrolling next year for next season. So he would get immediate time. Um, Bonk was on uh Bonk was on a visit for the Marquette game. So that's another big man who would be eligible to uh, play for us next year. So, a concern of ours was the front court for next year, and it's still obviously a major concern. It looks like they're putting the pieces in place or laying the groundwork to have that remedied.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't know if you caught this. Actually, you caught this because I texted you about it, but uh, I went on Instagram last night, and Kim was performing magic tricks uh, in front of recruits. And I love it. By any means necessary, saying He will play you one-on-one. He'll pull out the magic tricks. To get you to either stay or come to Providence. Uh, I love it.
1: Yep. I know you like your magic. (laughs) All right. I think we'll close on that one.
0: (laughs) You think so? All right. All right. Until next time, Firetown, we'll see you later.
1: All right. See you guys.